But then again, who asked me? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Per usual, my name is Zell, and this is going to be our Bachelor in Paradise recap for the week. Now, before we get into this, I just have one question. And that question is, what the actual fuck is going on on this television program right now? Like, does anybody know? Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's just time to wrap it up, which we are next week. But I want to know, did we need three hours? Did we need three hours this week? I feel like we could have done this week in like an hour and a half, two hours tops. I'll give it to you. But it just feels like they had a whole bunch of extra footage and they were like, yeah, sure. Throw it in there. We got to stretch it out till Michelle's season anyways. So I was like, what? I tuned out so many fucking times this week. And as y'all know, last week we didn't have a Bachelor in Paradise recap because I was looking at my notes and I was like, I have enough to here to make like seven minutes worth of content in No. So before we get into this week, I do want to touch on a few things. First things first, my girl Tia. Y'all know I love me some Tia. Okay. I've loved her since her season. She was stuck between James and Blake. All right. One, who was Blake, made her vagina dance, she said. And then the other one, James, you know, he was just nice, nice guy, did everything to make her smile. Tia, baby, let me tell you something, girl. There is a happy medium, okay? I am a person who used to follow my vagina 10 times out of 10 without a doubt, blindly into the arms of the absolute wrong man. Following your vagina will get you looking stupid 80% of the time, okay? There is a guy out there that's going to make your heart happy, and your vagina dance. Now, I'm not saying that when you finally go to the boom, boom room with him, it's going to be butterflies and rainbows immediately because like, you know, you still got to figure each other out. Even though sex might be good at first, you're still getting into a groove with each other. But that is more late night talk. I'll leave that off of the pod. But I want my girl to find somebody good for her, okay? And I felt really bad because Blake is awful. Now, I will say this. Last week, Tia um, said on Instagram that a lot of the conversation between Blake and her was left out, like on the cutting room floor. Um, I think it was when Thomas bought those chicken chicken nuggets out for Becca. She said Blake said something to her along the lines of like, yeah, you know how I feel. Like, I'm not going to do any grand gesture like that. And that's what really like sent her over the edge. And like, she's a fellow fire sign. So I understand I would have felt the exact same fucking way. Like, excuse me, okay? Like, you're not going to do a sweet gesture for me? I'm great. I deserve all the sweet fucking gestures. And she also said that it came down to, you know, love languages. And as she said on the show, he was talking the talk, but he wasn't necessarily walking the walk. I know words of affirmation are a thing, but your words and your actions need to line up. And he just kept being like, what do you want me to do? I've told you, I've told you, I've told you. Okay, yeah, tell me and show me. I'm not asking for a fucking lot here, bro. Like, are you okay? I was just very confused by Blake. And I ultimately feel like he might've been trying to use her because the way he exited when he got eliminated like he was pissed you could tell and it was just like so weird so so weird to me 
Okay. Also, Marissa and Riley, oh, I love them. I just loved seeing them have that deep conversation where he teared up and she was comforting him. Y'all know that is my number one fucking couple. If anything happens to them, I will not be okay. That is where love lies within those two. Okay. And lastly, from last week's episode, the storm. Okay. The storm. At first I was like the dramatics, what is going on here? And then they're like, when are we going to see each other again? And I kind of was like, oh, like a light bulb went off in my head because I remember, I can't remember which season it was, whose season it was, but it was a bachelor or bachelorette season. And somebody asked them like, what was the first thing you guys did after, you know, getting engaged and falling in love or whatever, after the cameras went off and they were like, we got each other's phone numbers because we realized we actually didn't have them. And so I'm like, maybe they thought that like paradise was just going to be shut down and they weren't coming back and they were going to keep them separate. I don't know. I still feel like it was a bit dramatic, but I do know that, you know, if they would have just shipped them off and been like, this is done, they could have maybe reached out to each other via Instagram message, but I don't know. It was just, mm, it was a lot. All for them to come back the next day wasn't sitting right with me. And one of the cast members has had also said on their Instagram story last week, like the reason they were all so like worried and kind of dramatic is because the people who came out to tell them about the storm were the actual executive producers. And typically in this situation, you don't talk to or even see executive producers unless shit is serious. So that's why they were all were kind of like, what the fuck is going on because of how they received the information. But they all came back to paradise um, to, you know, get right down to the mess and argue. So this week we started off with Ivan and Aaron arguing over Chelsea. And I am going to have an unpopular opinion, but Aaron is fucking dramatic. Okay. I cannot with this kid anymore because that's what he is, is a fucking kid. Like, bro, you have gotten into so many fucking arguments on this beach this summer and he is the biggest hypocrite. He feeds off of drama. Like you really thought you were about to hold hands and make plans with Chelsea. Okay. James is just egging him on their two bros. James lost his bro in the box and now he's found another one. But ultimately Aaron is a child. Like he gets heated with Ivan. And then when Ivan gets heated as well, and Aaron wants to take a step back and then revisit. And he's like, sorry if it got overly heated. Not if it got overly heated, Aaron. You made it that way. Okay. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've been lying. Okay. Ivan is lying. And I'm very, very confused by him. This whole episode. But Chelsea kissed him as well. Like, it takes two to tango. But Aaron is always blaming one. The same thing that he did with, like, Tammy and Thomas. Like, I, he's so one-track minded, okay? Aaron is the type of person that drops a bomb in the middle and then hides his hand because he's very much so, like, started this entire altercation and then is like, oh my God, why are you so mad? Like, when Riley stands up for Ivan because they're best friends, it's like, bro, you took me here. And just because you can get buck and then calm back down doesn't mean that I can as well. You don't get to get me worked up and then try and control my emotions and tell me to calm down. But 
also where the fuck is chelsea during all this okay i'm not really sure why everyone is acting like chelsea and aaron had this deep long-standing connection like in all honesty they've probably been together for like five days tops like so chelsea finally appears and aaron's really really hamming it up okay he's like that middle child that's always trying to prove in mom and dad who broke the vase that it wasn't actually him who broke the vase but he might have been involved with in it a little bit because he tells chelsea like everyone laughed and ganged up on me and that was the most embarrassing part you started it what are you talking about huh these two men because ivan you're also an idiot i want to be clear ivan's whole argument is that he says chelsea wanted to talk to me i just want to be clear he didn't not ever say chelsea pulled me he said chelsea wanted to talk to me which is true he said chelsea would you want to go talk and she said yeah implying that she wanted to talk to him now again he definitely like stretched the truth and bent it all around but i just don't know okay another thing i don't know is why natasha is saying that ivan has been flip floppy he really hasn't iron kind of got like a shitty hand this paradise trip because he was with jesenia she dumped him to go with that guy that I never heard of before. Then he was with Kendall and she left because she wasn't over Joe. And now he's just like blowing in the paradise wind. Okay. But he hasn't been flip floppy with anyone. Like, ugh. honestly, I was just so confused by this entire, entire Ivan thing. Because then we lead into the rose ceremony and uh, Wells is like, Ivan, can I talk to you? And everyone's like, what's going on? What's going on? And I know this much. If I get into some shit, I want Noah to be my friend because they immediately were like, weren't you his roommate in the hotel? And Noah was like, yeah, I don't know. We talked and then went to bed. I don't know what happened. But let me just say this. This whole thing is stupid. Like from beginning to end. And I mean, on everybody's like level, this is stupid from production to Ivan, to all of it, okay? Because let me pose this question. Why could they not be around each other if they all were on the beach together? Like if COVID was that big of an issue, why did none of those cast members have masks on when they got into the van to leave the resort? Like the math is not mathing here. When they came and told them to evacuate, you would think like, okay, I'm getting into a van in leaving and if they can't be around each other at the hotel which is still weird to me because they've all these people have still been on the beach together slurping each other's like germs okay but if they can't be around each other and covid was that big of a deal why didn't you have them put masks on in the van okay the other thing that's not mathing is ivan's story <laughs> like you saw this lady's room number and you don't know her like that and you just went and knocked on her door. Like, what? I would be creeped out if I were that girl. I'd be like, what are you doing here? Okay. And then also, Wells is like, do you understand the gravity of this? No. 
I mean, I haven't been on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or TV in general, so maybe I'm misunderstanding, but I just don't get why this is like such a big deal. And then I also don't get why this is something that he tells Ivan that he's going to need to come clean to the group about. I would be willing to bet that Serena and Joe were in each other's rooms, Riley and Marissa. Like, I, I just not understanding, okay? And if this girl was quarantining, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. It's just, ugh. But speaking of Serena and Joe, I'm going to say this, okay? And I know y'all tired of hearing me say it, but y'all need to stop drinking. The franchise is Kool-Aid. Serena and Joe are not the number one strongest couple on the beach. Marissa and Riley are. And that's on period, poo. Okay. Then it's Kenny and Mari. All right. I just cannot drink what the Bachelor producers are feeding. Like, I just can't do it. Well, I guess you don't drink what somebody feeds you. You guys know what I mean. Okay. You know what I mean. One thing I will say, like Bachelor Nation, Bachelor producers are really good at is moving the goalpost. Like, okay, Ivan can't do this, but somebody else might be able to do this. Like so-and-so can do this, but so it's just like so annoying because there are no actual rules except for in the words of Wells, don't come in here in a relationship. But I just, I can't. I really can't. But honestly, what do I know? Not a lot. So moving on. Ultimately, Tia chooses James, which I will say is the right choice just to get that asshole Blake away from us and out of there. Um, And then the next day, the girl that, I don't know her name, but she was the one for Matt James' season that was like, that she has sex for money. And it's like showed her teeth. Um, She comes in. And she pulls James for a date and like Tia's a little upset, but like Tia, girl, I say this out of love. You just on vacation now, boo. All right. Cause you did run around all last week making out with Blake saying like he was a tatty daddy and that your vagina was working overtime. All right. So like, we can't really be like that bummed that James is going out with this lady. And I, again, saying it out of love, I have just been there so many times my entire early 20s was me doing that exact song and dance okay like having a nice guy that wanted to treat me right and take me out and then me following my vagina into the arms of the absolute shittiest person on earth and then when they treated me like shit I tried to go back to the super nice guy and it was just like um well not really interested okay there was this one dude that I still kind of feel bad to this day because I used to do it to him a lot. Like I used to be like, oh my God, how have you been? And he would be so nice every time, but he was not the person for me. Okay. But whatever, we're getting off track. So James and the girl, the sex for money girl go on a date and I tune all the way out because to be honest, I could care less about them as a couple, but I tuned back in when they had snakes slithering all over their back. What the actual fuck? And this girl lies through her goddamn teeth and says, I feel a lot more comfortable with James next to me. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. It was slithering in, in James's ear. And I, oh my God, my fiance could be next to me. I feel safest when he is next to me. But if there is a snake crawling on my goddamn back, there is no one 
No one I want next to me except for Samuel motherfucking L. Jackson. And if you don't get why, I suggest you watch Snakes on a Plane, okay? <sighs> so then back at the house, we get the return of McKenna. She was at the party, the tight-ass party that Titus threw like a few, it feels like a month ago at this point. But she comes back in and she is like, I want, well, she actually talks to like everybody, but everybody's in a relationship and she talks to Aaron and she's really feeling him. And then she asked him on a date and he pretty much was like, no, I really can't. <laughs> I um, was very, very annoyed at this on a couple different levels. First things first, she is like bawling down on the beach and he, Aaron comes back up and is telling the group like, yeah, she's good. And then Tia my girl looks over down to the beach and with a mouthful of food reports back to the group. She's crying <laughs> in that thick Arkansas accent. She's in, she crying. <laughs> and like also another level of what the actual fuck is going on here. Um, Ed goes down to the beach and is like, I'll take you. And this whole thing is just awkward as fuck because she's dead ass. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm really good. I don't want to be rude, but like this reaction is strong. She is crying. Like it's intense. Girl, you will literally be here for at least two more days. That is the average vacation. Go to the bar, put on your swimsuit and get in the pool. What? I don't understand these people that are coming in late. I know that, I guess maybe they don't know they're coming in late. I don't know. But also, why do we keep doing this to Natasha? Because Natasha's just like, okay, Ed, I just gave you my fucking rose. Like, honestly, again, I say, I just think it's time to wrap it up, okay? Because Ed and McKenna go on this date and even the producers are running out of date ideas because they're rollerblading around a fucking hotel. They get into the elevator, roll around one floor, and then roll around another one. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Okay. So then we have prom, yada, yada. All the couples get asked to, uh, all the guys ask the girls prom super cute ways. Um, they all put on like these really ugly dresses because it's 80s themed and like <laughs> at the prom, at the prom. I just have another what the actual fuck moment with Aaron. Tia is upset because, you know, she's at the prom by herself. Apparently Natasha's sick um, and so she doesn't go. And so Tia's like the only one not in a couple. And then all of a sudden Aaron grabs her out of nowhere and tells her that he's like kind of feeling her and then makes out with her and she says that apparently they made out more in that time than her and Blake did last week and I'm confusion what is Aaron doing and why don't we call him out like he just left Chelsea after that che whole Chelsea and Ivan fiasco and he blamed or accused Ivan of rose chasing what were you doing you didn't even have the decency to have a conversation with Chelsea and be like hey just so you know, I'm not really feeling this. Like he threw the biggest hissy fit, just like he did with Tammy. He's a brat. He is a fucking brat. And I'm so over it. Like, I'm so over it. Can we wrap this the fuck up? Because on another, what the fuck is going on topic, Noah and Abigail. <laughs> 
I have never seen two people be on such the wrong page as one another all the fucking time. All the time, these two are on different pages. And me and one of my best friends were actually discussing this. If you notice, they have that conversation like three or four episodes ago where she's kind of like, oh, I don't know, like uh, getting cold feet. He doesn't really say much. He's like, all right, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Okay, maybe we're delaying the inevitable since you're saying all this. And then he tells her, like, I'm falling. I think I might be falling in love with you, whatever the fuck he says. And she says nothing back. Bruh. I'm sorry. Y'all may hate me for this. I'm just not super mad at Noah, which is crazy to me because I could not stand Noah on Tasha's season. Like I could not stand him. I was so actively annoyed by him, but I actually kind of like him on the beach. Maybe it's the facial hair, but who knows? Well, not the actual facial hair because he had that mustache on Tasha's season. That was, it made me angry, but like the rest of the facial hair, but anyways, nevertheless, So then he's like, I don't know. I think we may be delaying the inevitable. And like, I am, I think what Noah is trying to say is that he does have love for Abigail. I think that her reservedness, it's just like too confusing for him. So again, I've just never seen two people be on such the wrong page. I think that he adores her. Like, I think he's like, she's a sweetie. She's this, she's that. But the fact that she's so reserved and not sure on our relationship. And then, you know, it makes him think twice. I just, we don't see a lot of them on the beach though, to be honest, like a lot of their content conversations, things like that. Like I said, we saw their conversation when she or he got cold feet. I don't even fucking know. And then didn't really see a lot of them. No deep conversations, no nothing like that. I also think that he's trying to be like, okay, we are getting to fantasy suites next week. And I don't think that I can actually do this with her sexually feeling the way I feel in that. I will be like, okay, he made the right decision. I just don't know what's going on because like, she of course gets mad and she's like, why would you say that, that you said to me last night and blah, blah. blah. And then he says like, I just don't know if you're my person, which yes, stings. Um, in the conversation though, I don't think he was overusing it. I think he was really trying to like explain his feelings and really make things clear for her because I don't, think that things have been clear between those two when it comes to one another at all. They're in a constant state of grayness. Um, And then she's just like, I don't need to hear it again because you already said it. And at that point, I'm just going to get mad. And it's like, Abigail, you, okay. I just surprisingly was not super fucking pissed at Noah after this whole thing. Cause I, for whatever reason, am understanding where he's coming from. I understand Abigail being upset. Do not get me wrong. But I, to say that your time at paradise was wasted, I don't think is fair. You guys are nearing the end. Decisions need to be made. And he was honest in the moment. Like, I don't think that he played her. I don't think he wasted her time. I don't think she wasted his time, anything. Like, I think that they spent the time necessary together. They were both into each other, but translating that relationship into the real world was not going to work. 
I don't understand how we can, you can be upset. Okay. Of course, but not upset at the realism of it all. Speaking of Abigail. So allegedly this is all alleged. All right. She may or may not have hooked up with Dale. Yes. Claire's Dale. So news broke earlier this week that those two had broken up for good again. And to be honest, I didn't even know they was together again. I don't keep up with them anymore. Um, I don't really think I ever did, but they keep coming across the headline. So whatever. There was a blind item into everyone's favorite Dumois. I say favorite loosely um, that a current bachelor franchise favorite had hooked up with a former winner and I'm using air quotes around winner. Um, and then Claire had posted a like long caption on Instagram saying something along the lines of like, I hate that I even have to address this. Unfortunately, her mom is going into hospice. She is like recovering from something. I'm not sure. And saying that she's like focusing on herself and in it, she tagged Abigail, which is weird. Okay. So this is all alleged if we're believing what Dumas had to say, and then the tag, it's just a little sus. I don't know if I believe that or not. Um, as I have spoken of before, like anybody can send a, in a blind item. So it could absolutely be bullshit. But I will say this, um, and I've said this to my friends, I don't necessarily trust some of these newer Bachelor girls. Okay. And I'll just leave that at that. So next week we have another three hour episode. However, thank God it's the finale. Okay. I'm ready to wrap this season up next week. We're going to see who leaves the beach engaged just together or plain single. I have my theories, but you know, we'll save it for Instagram next week. We're going to do some polls over on the Instagram and see who we think is, you know, going to last and where everyone's head is finally at. We also see in the preview for next week that apparently Kendall is coming back, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't think Kendall is coming back to be like, don't do this, Joe. I think she's just going to be like, Hey, I support you. I care about you. Be blessed. And I just think they're using her image for dramatic effect to tie us in. I mean, we're going to come back bachelor franchise just to see how this shit fucking ends. Honestly, I don't think anybody's going to leave engaged because I think when you're on the bachelor or the bachelorette, the longest you are gone, if you are there the entire time is like nine or anywhere between nine and 12 weeks bachelor in paradise. I think the longest you can be gone if you're there from the beginning to the end is like five or six so I can't really see anybody getting engaged, but who knows? We shall see. Do not forget after next week's recap of Bachelor in Paradise, that will go ahead and conclude any full episodes dedicated to the Bachelor franchise. Um, like I said, we're going to go back down to one episode a week, keep it mainly, you know, Bravo related pop culture stuff. If something outrageous happens on The Bachelor, then I'll definitely pop it into one of those episodes. But as far as every week, a full episode dedicated to the bachelor franchise, probably not going to happen. Just not as much content. Okay. And you guys don't seem to be enjoying it as much as other stuff. I mean, I'm still going to be watching, you know, still be talking about it over on Instagram a little bit, but just no more weekly episodes dedicated to the franchise. Also speaking of this franchise, apparently 
we're getting a new host and it's Jesse Palmer who like what? Okay. We did not just have this whole fucking shakeup for y'all to choose another basic white man that we don't know. Now, listen here. This is what I think should have happened. They could have had him for bachelor. Okay. But I really think for the bachelorette, we need women. Okay. Women who have been through the process. I don't know why we didn't just keep Clarentasia for the bachelorette or switch it up from like other bachelorettes. All right. And then Wells can do Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelor in Paradise doesn't really need, as uh, what I think, as we saw this summer, they don't necessarily need a full time host. I think Wells could run that shit from the beach, okay, and do both. But what do I know? I'm just a viewer. Okay. Uh, so that is going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Please do not forget to rate me and review me on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. All right. I will talk to y'all Tuesdays, almost on Monday, Tuesday, when it is time for our Bravo recap episode. Don't forget to follow over on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast. I will talk to y'all Tuesday. Bye.